Well, I've got Dada Gurnamukdananda with me this evening. And Dada, you're quite famous for two major things that have happened recently. One is a uh, fantastic video in Bubba's Live. The other one is um, a TED talk you gave on, I think it's a, it was called Consciousness, The Last Frontier. Is that correct? The Final Frontier. I wouldn't call it famous. I'm just probably famous in Anandamaga circles, which is probably more like infamous. <laughs> You've got a lot of hits to that uh, TED talk. How many have you got so far? Do you know? Uh, I think there's uh, over six million now. Oh, only six million. Oh, then it's not such a great one after all. Just joking. Yeah. <laughs> so um, on that, I remember because I was there with you um and watched it again there was one funny bit where you're talking about how you became or decided to become a monk or join an undermarga do you want to explain what that was again for those who didn't see it yeah i was a medical student i went to take blood from an old lady and i hit an artery and there was blood spurting out all over the place and i'm standing there thinking what am i doing here <laughs> and this old lady is just sitting there kind of almost oblivious to what's going on and and all i'm thinking is this this old lady might bleed to death and <laughs> because of me but i think she was okay and then i gave up soon after that because i realized that it wasn't my calling so what attracted you to ananda marga well after i dropped out of university i i was searching for a deeper meaning searching for a spiritual path uh, well, I didn't know it at the time, but I, it was a, I wanted a deeper meaning in life, so I adopted a very bohemian lifestyle. I was just, um, I wasn't working, I was just, uh, like a hippie, I was growing my own vegetables and making my own bread and spending the day reading. And I was reading a lot of books on spirituality and meditation. I read all the Carlos Castaneda books. I, I, I really liked those books. I was really into them. I can, at one point, I considered myself an expert in those books. Um, having read those books, because there's a very compelling guru figure in those books called Don Juan. He's the, the Native American shaman. And he's a very compelling guru figure. So one day, I used to go into town once a week and uh, the day before I went into town one week, I thought to myself, I don't want to read anymore. I want, I want a real guru. I want a guru of my own and I want to do something practical. I want to actually practice spirituality, not just read about it. So the next day I went into town and there were, of course, that was the days before the Internet. There were posters plastered all over the place, the same posters, um, learn meditation, there was a name on it like mine, a big long Sanskrit name. And it was that night in the local library and everywhere I went I saw these posters. Wherever I turned I saw these posters. So I thought, eventually, I'm a bit slow, eventually I thought to myself, oh this must be a sign. So I went to the lecture and that was that. I had found my path. I had a very deep and profound sense of coming home to um, where I'm supposed to be. And I found my guru, even though he wasn't in the physical form. I remember asking them, do you have a guru? Because that's what I wanted. 
and the and the dada that was giving the talk gave the lecture of course he spoke to all my you know he he was um he was answering all my questions as he spoke and then when i asked him do you have a guru he he was um understandably very still very because um baba had left his body the the previous year and he said very despondently no he left his body he's not here physically with us anymore but i don't remember being disappointed when i heard that because somehow i i knew that the guru is deeper than that and um the the physical presence of the guru is not absolutely necessary although for you guys that were around in, in his physical presence obviously it was a, a fantastic thing but um, for those of us that came afterwards we have to console ourselves with the fact that the the physical presence of the guru is not necessary and it isn't um although it would have been nice but uh, that's just the situation that's how i found my path right just mm. on that guru thing i know people who have been with baba and when he left his body, uh, some left their chairship, others even left the path because they couldn't see any point in carrying on because they'd become so attached and dependent on his physical presence and hadn't learned to find the real bubble which is inside of us, which, of course, um, you've had to uh, find very quickly. Right. So that's if, if there is a negative to having the Guru's phys physical presence, I suppose his eventual departure is... is uh, is wouldn't wouldn't have been easy to to deal with and as you say a lot of people couldn't handle it yes so um how long after that did you become a whole timer you know after this lecture um i remember there was one lady who who's, there was question time after the lecture and there was one lady who um you know the the daughter that gave the lecture was all of course he was all dressed in orange complete with orange turban and and she said to she said, "Do you also have an orange aura?" And immediately he put his head in his hands and just went, "Oh my God!" And then and then I said, "How, how do you actually practice meditation?" And then he went, "Good question, great question." So um, then they invited me to a retreat that they were having um, that weekend for new people. So I went to that retreat and. My Acharya was also at that retreat, and oh, wow. and from Norway. That was in the winter time, and he visited the retreat and initiated me. And um, then he was at that time he was office secretary in Sydney. And that was that was ninety, that was ninety one. At the end of ninety one, we all went to, to India. That was the first India, India Nepal trip. Um, what's it called? The India Nepal tour. We didn't go to Nepal, it was just in India, but that was the first one. And I remember we all, all the new people, we all um, made money to go on that trip by with Christmas sign painting in Auckland. And uh, when we got back from that trip, uh, we did a kind of a crash course in Prachar, Dharma Prachar, and then we were all posted as LPTs around the country. So I. I worked as an LPT for that year, and during that year, I um, really, uh, because after that first retreat, I gave up everything uh, that I wasn't supposed to do, 
substances and alcohol and um, uh, onions and garlic and all that kind of thing. And, uh, and I also said to them, what can I do? How can I help? So from the beginning, I, I, had, um, I felt as though I just needed that. You know, I, I had become disillusioned with the lifestyle that I was leading and I needed a proper path. And as soon as I found that path, I was ready to follow it completely. So part of that is service. I said to them, what can I do? And they, so then that deepened the following year when I was teaching meditation at the universities um, in my, when I was an LPT. And uh, I said to my, and I rang my Acharya and I said to him, I want to go to Acharya training. <laughs> Can I go? And um, the, that conversation didn't go the way I thought it would go, the way I wanted it to go. Um, because as he started talking, after I told him that I, I want to go and become a Dada, I realized that um, the more he spoke, the more he um, it became apparent that he wanted me first to go to Sydney and work as an LFT, an LFT, um, before I went to training to become a, a WT. And so by the time that conversation finished, I was very despondent. And I remember very clearly that, you know, in those days it was the, the, the dial phones, the actual physical big phones that you, and then you put the I, when I put the headset, the um, the thing that you put to your ear, back on the phone, and there was that click. That click immediately signified a flip in my uh, state of mind, and I and immediately I became very blissful, and I didn't see anything, I didn't hear anything, but I felt that Baba came to me then took my hand and said, come on, we'll go together. And I was very blissful for two or three days after that. So that was my one of my first, um, you know, tangible Baba experiences. Of course, not nothing happened physically, but it was internally I felt very blissful and I felt that Baba was with me. So then I went and did LFT training at the end of that year. And then there was the DMS also the following that, that summer at an underpali and a tour around Australia and everything so I was I was uh, busy with that and then I worked as an as an LFT the following year which must have been 93 I think it was and then I went to training at the end of that year uh, which was and there had just been a DMS in Davao and Maharlika then uh, when I arrived at the training center so I did my training in 94 and then I became a Dutta in 94. How long was your training for, your whole time of training? Uh, it was a year, about a year. Right. And, uh, and you got posted to different countries? I spent 10 years in Kahira sector, and then five years in Hong Kong sector, and then I was posted <clears throat> back to Australia. Um, yeah. Was that to work on the school? I, if you remember, I was there at the time in 2010, um, and we were trying to get your story made as a movie because I'd written a script based on your book. 
Right. And yeah. uh, it was during that time that the um, tech tour came about. Will you tell us how that uh, eventuated. Did you approach them or did they approach you? How do you end up giving a TED talk? Well, that was about three or four years later. Uh, I saw that um, Subode had given a talk there at that same TEDx event in 2013, I think it was. So I thought, oh, I'll, I'll also try to do a talk the following year, which was 2014. So at the end of 2013, I wrote to them and I said, uh, introduce myself, and I offered to do a talk, and they accepted it. And then I remembered I was, I was at Woodstock, um, not Woodstock, <laughs> Woodford. <laughs> I would have liked to have been at Woodstock. But a few years later, I was at Woodf Woodford Festival in um, Woodford. It started off being the Mullaney Folk Festival, and now it's the Woodford Folk Festival. And I, and they, and I met them, the, the two, the couple that were running that TEDx event and um, they talked to me about it and we, we kind of agreed that, you know, the, we, we talked about the whole thing and, um, and then I worked on it until um, April in 2014 when I gave the talk and you were there. Yes, and I remember um, and hearing comments later on how calm and blissful you look when you're giving the talk, but little do they know that you were actually suffering quite a bit, weren't you? Well, yeah, that, that, it's interesting because that calm and blissful state that I was in uh, was, isn't my normal state of <laughs> mind. <laughs> it, it was a bit of a deception because um, about, uh, I can remember I was on the road leading up to it and a couple of weeks before the event, I remember washing some salad leaves in a um, in a, under a tap in a uh, I think it was a cemetery somewhere because I was on the road I would just you know eat on the road and and they the leaves dropped on the ground and I picked them up and just continued washing them and I think I got sick from that somehow it wasn't an abdominal thing, it was a respiratory thing. It felt like a, a bad flu with a respiratory component to it. Um, so I got very sick. Uh, I felt I had fever and, and um, breathing problems. And uh, the, the, the morning I had invited you to, because they allowed you know one, us to invite one person and they put us up in a... If you remember, it was a, um, a resort, five-star five kind of resort place. And so I invited you to come. And um, I remember you took me to the hospital that morning. Because I, I woke up that morning, I said, can you take me to the hospital? I, but this is, uh, you know, this is not clearing up. I have to um, be ready for, to do it today. And I went to the hospital, but they couldn't really do anything for me. But then what happened was, I believe it was by cosmic grace, um, I got well just for the period of the talk. And I can remember walking on stage and thinking and feeling that it was such a relief to feel well again and, and finally on stage and to be able to do this thing uh, in a, in a um, 
in a good state of mind because I didn't expect that I would be in a good state of, you know, well, physically in a good state. So because I was, I felt fine. I actually felt fine for the time that I was giving the talk. So I felt, so mentally I felt very relieved and, and very, um, my mind was quite high also because I hadn't eaten for a couple of weeks and suddenly I felt fine. So I was, I was in a very good space. And, and, and therefore, I'm, I, I think I looked very calm and relaxed because of that. And, um, but the interesting thing is that, I don't know if you remember, the moment I, I was able to give the talk and then do the, um, the social event afterwards where you meet everyone and, um, you know, the, 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 the socializing after the, after the event, that was fine. But as soon as I walked back into the room where they'd put it in the resort, they'd given us that room in the resort. Immediately, it was again, it was another another one of those switch situations. It was like a switch. As soon as I put my foot into the into the room, I got sick again. So I think it, I really feel that it was some kind of cosmic grace, Baba's grace, that he cleared that space that time for me to give the talk and then i was sick again for another or oh, another week before i recovered yeah quite amazing and uh also um can you tell us a bit about how this um video came about why did you decide to make a video on baba and how how did you get access to so many wonderful videos and photos well I, that's also Baba's grace, of course. Um, I was, I was, uh, Shambhu Shivananda had invited me to work with him on the, a new initiative called the, the PR Sarkar Institute. We had formed that in uh, 2015 and uh, set it up and everything. It's mostly online. It's a, got a website and we mostly have online resources or up till then, we, we mostly just had on some online resources that trying to connect Baba's teachings to the mainstream people in the mainstream society, scientists, artists, and um, thinkers, getting people trying to connect people to Bub, Bub, trying to connect Baba's ideas to people that with similar ideas. So then, in the following year, in 2016, Dada called me up and said. Baba's uh, 100th anniversary is coming up in five years. We should do something. And immediately I thought, yeah, it's true. We should do something. Uh, so he suggested we do a, um, an exhibition. And I said, sure, I, I'm willing to work on that. And, uh, and then I said, we can also do a film. And as soon as I said that, he, <laughs> I could tell he thought, oh, no, he's going to try and do a film and it's going to be a failure kind of thing. But I said, no, I, I, I think I can do it, Dada. I can do a film as well. So we, we ended up doing an exhibition, uh, which was um, uh, supposed to be able to be printed out in for various events. And... Um, but of course, that was during the pandemic time, so everything was mostly online anyway. And uh, the exhibition evolved into a um, 
there was a there was a short version to the exhibition. Well, there is. There still is. It's still available on the websites. So there's a short version, and there's also an extended version. The extended version also evolved into a book, which you can order online and get delivered to your door. Uh, and we did another book as well, which is more of a photo book uh, in the coffee table book style, which we call a puja table book. Obviously, we're not calling it a coffee table book. We're calling it a puja table book. So you can get that online too. And we also did the film, the movie, which um, my initial vision for that was that we'd have screenings at retreats around the world. But again, because of that, uh, because that was, <laughs> excuse me, in the time of the pandemic, what we ended up having was uh, on, on Baba's birthday in 2021, we had three screenings, three premier screenings, uh, Zoom screenings. So there were Zoom events, and um, the, we had about a thousand people, a uh, thousand logins um, over those three screenings. So um, some of those logins were, were groups of people, whole units, and um, uh, local margies getting together to watch it together and things like that. So it must have been a lot more than a thousand people that saw it. Um, then, and um, we've since uh, had it on, put it on YouTube, but we're only showing it on special events. So the last two special events, we're only making it public for for special events. The so last two, Baba's birthday, and Shravani Purnima, it's gotten about ten thousand views. So we're we're going to open the link every every time there is a um, a festival day and an Anandamaga festival day. And the understand the making of the video was over some years. It wasn't just uh, done in a few months. Oh yeah. So so this is the thing. So this is really also Baba's grace because after I um, uh, spoke to Dada Shambhushivananda about it and we agreed to do all these things, I started. Um, getting the ideas of what I wanted to do and how we were going to do it in, in, in my mind. Time I remember we, we visited the, uh, the JFK centenary at the JFK library in Boston and they had a concept where they um, had a new exhibition, a special exhibition for his centennial celebration where they had a hundred different aspects of his life. So then we thought, oh, okay, we'll do that for, for Baba's centenary as well. well. We'll we'll have an exhibition with uh, structured in a, a hundred different, um, as a hundred different modules or, or aspects of Baba's life. So in the end, we call the, the exhibition 100 Facets of His Life, Mission and Teachings. And uh, then at the same time, I was working on the film and at some point, I um, I asked you to come in as editor, and then we um, it really it, it started to get um, some form before then, uh, because I was working with Sridhara also as an editor, um, and then when I came to your place, it really um, took shape. It re it really uh, took shape very well when we started working together at your place. Do you have any particular favorite moments in the video? 
My favorite is the 1980s video montage um, of all the, uh, the, the, the 80s DMC video. That's my favorite um, moment and uh, a part. And um, you were actually one that you contributed a lot towards that particular montage because I, I was thinking that we would just have um, a narrative with all that video footage going on. But I think it was you that suggested we do it as a montage with one with a backing track in the background. Uh, and then, remember that? It, that was you, wasn't it, that suggested that? Yeah, and you picked the music or the tune, the Kirtan tune. And, and then we struck on that um, Kirtan recording, which was perfect for that that montage. That's uh, Krishna's Kirtan from uh, a Soja album. Uh, I can't remember what the album's called. The, the actual name of the track is, is Krishna's Kirtan. The, the the person you got for the narration um perfect as well yeah yeah krishnatma he he did a good job on the narration mm. right so um what are you doing now any any new projects or videos or anything when i when we made that film my i tried to make it for the margis margis and also spiritual seekers in the, in the republic um, but it turned out to be more for Maggie's than anyone else. Um, there was a good reception from the Maggie community, and um, I think most people liked it. But the consensus was that uh, it wasn't really for the public. So, so now we're, Vishwamitra from the US had the idea that we'll make another movie now, um, interviewing people and, um, and filming projects around the world that convey Baba's Baba's teachings and, and, and what he gave us in terms of neo-humanism and Prout and everything he gave for the world, we're, we're trying to document that. So I'm in Romania now, being in the Ukraine, we were filming um, the relief, emert relief response in Ukraine. Uh, we have an emergency psychologist there and we were following her around and, uh, now, and, then, and then we just got back a few days ago. Wow. So we're making a, we're making a film. Another film. Right, I look forward to seeing that. Yeah, I don't know how it's going to turn out. It could go either way, but uh, hopefully it'll be good. I'm sure by Baba's grace. When you, yeah, hopefully by Baba's grace. Of course, you're well aware as a filmmaker that when you make a film, it's, um, you, it's not a sure thing how it's going to turn out. <laughs> and it often doesn't turn out how you initially envision it. But yeah, let's see. A bit hit and miss, isn't it? Yeah. All right, Dado, thank you very much for sharing your um, story with us. It was very interesting and inspiring. Um, I'll talk to you later. You're welcome. Thanks. Namaskar. Okay, thanks for inviting me to talk. Okay, namaskar. Namaskar. Thank you for agreeing to the interview. What can you tell me about what motivated you to get initiated and what year was it? In 1963, I saw Baba at the railway station of town 
our passing from Jamal to Calcutta. He was coming, so on the I was there at the railway station and saw big crowd and this thing. So I just picked him. By chance, Baba uh, also looked at me when I was looking, and that gave me some special vibration in my mind. And that uh, was the link so I got attracted to. After that, uh, I started attending Dham Chakra in the same town where I was initiated. But sometimes I, I was regular in meditation, sometimes I was not regular. But I was attending Dham Chakra. Then for study, I had to move to Calcutta. And here I didn't have any other company, a company, just to go to school and come back, what to do. So I decided to follow up on board. And that, uh, then I wrote my Acharya, that well, how can how can I uh, get the contact of Ananda? And he wrote me back that on such and such day, Baba is coming to Calcutta, come and see me at this Howrah station. I went to see him, and there I got the address of Calcutta, and also I could attend the first DMC in Calcutta. Attending of DMC, since I have been attending Dhanchakra or DC, so I knew DC started Dhanchakra with Sangshaddam. So when I attended DMC, uh, last day when the DMC night was there, after Baba concluded his speech, then he started before Mudra. I didn't know what is Mudra and anything. So before Mudra, he started reciting some Shabda. Then I thought this at the time for meditation. So I closed my eyes, put myself in Padmasana and started doing meditation. All of a sudden I started big noise. Then I opened, what is the matter? What is this? Why there is noise? So I looked at the dash. I was not there, just a bunch of people signing life. It was very soothing and peaceful to me. It lasted for a fraction of a second, you can see. And then I saw Baba. I couldn't understand. Later on, I asked Acharya, he explained the whole thing. So was Long before that, I decided to become a Christian. But this happened in 1965, and I joined as a Christian in 1965. Because I was regular in Dhamchak, rather in Calcutta, I was attending three places decent. So one of the visiting Acharya in Calcutta noticed me also and just come to my place where I was staying. So I was staying with him on my father's friend's house. I was staying there. So he just came to my room and asked me, why don't you coordinate and cooperate with me? In, in the work of Anandam, cooperate us to do something for the humanity. Now, only I had, uh, before that, I already had a 
personal contact. Right after personal contact, I hold my whole mental setup of change. In my thinking, always Baba was there. Whenever I go, I was feeling that Baba is there. So when this proposal came, why not cooperate us? I said, nobody told me that I have to do this or I should do this. Then I said, okay, I will accompany you. And then he took me to Jamalpur and from Jamalpur to Banaras. In Banaras training center, I didn't stay even for a month. Yeah, next one, one month. Then uh, due to Okay, continue. Due to some family litigation, the training center shifted me to another town. It's called Alava. That time not changed. Name of Alava that changes it. Prayagraj. And me and one other training were there. A separate training center was started there for two months. And there I completed my training. So, in training, just basic tattic classes, I mean, philosophy of Anandmar, spiritual philosophy, social philosophy, conduct rule, all the way to And only in three, four months I completed. I should have completed in one month. Yeah, I did SPT in, not in Banaras, in Alaw. Consist of uh, that uh, every day, only one dress with one langota with inside and one dhoti. I had to be whole day and whole night. And with that one begging ball, and go in the town wherever you want and beg whatever you beg. Get it and you eat that. That was the process. I used to go. Suppose if I don't get anything, there was a rule that uh, training center will provide something to get. But luckily I got uh, every time something and came back, cooked and ate those things. I said, day, this training was uh, SPT was it was preparing the mentor for any bigger thing or I can say tolerance capacity increasing and faith in guru and ideology it was healthy because when I was going in the town some people used to go so young and still begging why is begging they are I am not supposed to apply those comments and only one case I replied and that day I didn't take any begging from that house. So that was the only thing. So it was also to teach some humility and so you can appreciate what the suffering of the starving people of the world experiences Yeah, that is true. Humility is a part of sadhana. It comes up with a part of conducting also. But certainly it uh, brings humility in the mind.
Yeah, I wrote uh, about my whole time of life. It is called Samarpan at the feet of Master. Yeah, it was 1967. I was asked to apply for Abdhita. And I applied. Mentally, I was thinking that whether I'm ready or not, such a big thing, but I applied and it was approved and in the May because there was a big DMC in Allahabad town, same town where I, was. I had the training. I applied and then I took it. I became Abdhita that day. But experience, you can say, after, because before you take the oath of Abdhuta, Baba taught the Kapalik Sadhana. And he put condition for three nights continuously, you have to do in the prescribed place, what Kapalika should do it. So we used to, we were the 18 people in that batch were initiated. And we used to go every night to the Ganges river, in the bed of the Ganges. When Baba's initiating, he said that this will help you to, you you, to control the fear, hatred and strength. And then later on, he added that all the eight factors can be controlled through this Later, and later in the Abdhuta meeting, Baba added other five factors. All these, uh, all these factors, all eight factors are imposed on individual as a social environment. I got personal contact with Baba. Before that, I was studying in Calcutta on holidays of winter holiday, I went back to my hometown, it's called Bhagwal, Bhagalpur, and from Bhagalpur Jamal, we just stopped in our train ride. In plain clothes, they sent the police constable, Lord police volunteers, and captured the building, and asked me to take care, and he handed over to me. So I started, restarted school when I was during Baba's time, when I was the SS of Cairo. I think in 87 or 88 March, reporting, in the report, when Baba entered reporting hall, he spoke uh, while entering, he said, where is the SS of Kairos? and essence of Suva, their work is not good. Ask them to come forward, I will punish. I was sat down and we came forward this Sastan. And that time from Suva sector, Prithmuddhanandada was represented. Though he was not SS, but he was, he came to represent SS. SS didn't come, Acharan, Acharan was the SS. And I was there. We both came forward. It's not like it's there. 
and Baba said, yes, my punishment will be in Suba sector, there are a lot of Kangaru. In Kaira sector, there are a lot of camels. I will convert one into Kangaru and another into camel. So then Bao said that their backbone will start bending. And I felt some tension in my back. Only I'm trying to come. Then you can ask Vibhudan and he can say, he's a little shy to say, but he can say, yes, he was. That he can say. <coughs> so then next thing, Bao is that their mind, uh, they will not be able to think. You know, animal cannot think, so mind, yeah. The backbone will start bending. Now, next day, he said that you'll not be able to think. And some thinking got affected. Then, immediately, Baba said, Why are you changed? How are you convert them to animal? But you know, human life is precious. He spoke for a couple minutes, or maybe one minute, very nice talk he gave, very inspiring talk. Gave the, uh, the whole gist of the talk was that human life, one gets human life with great difficulty and it is worth to do something great. So they should do something great. Why I will change into animal? And what great? That they should do the service to humanity and rise to purpose. Thing they should do, but he explained in a longer way. This is the main idea of his speech. And then he told us that come on, and he made us to sit on land. And it was easy for Baba, I felt, to together we said nothing. It was very easy for him to make us to sit on his lap. Then he touched me in the back of my head. Let's sit on that, lie down and do six lessons. Not about said down lesson, not six lessons. And whatever time I did, that was the excellent meditation I had. Still, I'm looking at that sadhana. And I will say it was not a punishment, it was a blessing. Then after that, I got uh, reposted to another town. I had over to another Raja who took charge of me. Then uh, he got released after uh, one year of taking the building. But I was already in different towns. That was the big event, but uh, unfortunately, I couldn't come when I was ready. Yeah, I was posted to United States. So, so what happened in one of the visa process which I was going through get the visa for America? I used to meet Baba every day. So one night, sorry, one 
नेक्स्ट डे आई आईपीएल बिफोर धर्म समीक्षा जब धर्म समीक्षा बाबा लुक्ट एट मी ही सेड दैट यू कंडक्ट कंडक्ट इज ओके ही डिन से गुड ही सेड नॉट बैड सो बट यू आर लेजी आल्सो सो फॉर दैट ही पनिशमेंट and then after that punishment he prescribed me two asanas to make from directly and the rest asana was told that vijan and will teach you so two more vijan ji added later on after dham sachcha but next day also i attended every day started as long as i was in kolkata every day attending that and so much of other i was watching so during next hansing i will say it is important thing about tool which i like very much so he was telling one philipino dada who came from burling sector his work was not good so bow was dealing 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 and then after at the end of the uh, conversation bow say why you are not able to do work what is the reason why your work is not good then bow told one statement he he gave statement was that if you do 95% of sadhana and 5% of work you will be able to do marvelous work had ever been done on this planet is exactly how i said and that i cannot forget him then about i read why you will go to the public your sadhana will attract them and then in my thought came i was sitting in your room you are attracting the whole world how can we do that that was the sadness then so more sense than usually yeah that was very excellent thing actually croatia must in it but happen i went to the croatia there was one margi and rich and that time baba already gave the program that we should have must went to every region so i was talking to the margi then he said okay i will give my land he took me the land and so this is the land then i came to calcutta and reported at this land so he didn't give me no it was just a he didn't give anyway some other way we go so then i reported the report came to my power very happy he said and then uh, after reporting he he gives the that time he used to write uh, about the countries the way of living culture style everything so bawa gave dictation about the croatia that at that time it was yugoslavia it was continuously divided so uh, commented that you know marcel tito was my friend and he had invited anand mark to come and work there but anwar was not ready so i didn't send but he invited that was his comment i will tell you about this more 
So, so what happened that uh, Baba dictated the whole what should be written and as a, then it's supposed to be published in the Nutun Pitsuri, the only newspaper which Anurag published. The next day it didn't publish. And he called Pian Sandal Why you didn't publish this? I put so much labor. And they say, Why Baba I didn't publish? There is no mastery. Internally, worker went, no, knew that there was no mastery. Then Baba got angry. Baba said, No, I say there is a mastery. And that gave me Then I, I was forced to find a place. So what happened, luckily, there were two margis. They got a lot of money from gambling. And from they, they agreed to donate, and from that money we bought a mosque, the present mosque. Then, then during that same uh, reporting, no, still there was no land, nothing. Baba called me, not inside, but outside of the room, Vijayananji, Sarvatmanji, and I was there. And Baba started asking questions about Krosya Mastery. And he asked almost 22 questions. Where from, how far it is from Zagreb? One of the questions. What is the population of Yugoslavia? What is the way of living of the people in that area? What religion they follow? What is the uniform of the ladies in that area? How the girls' students go goes to the school? Do they go by the bike or by bus or by? And what religion they follow? What is their food is the habit there? So in this way, twenty-two questions Baba asked, and I don't know by his grace, such may I answer all those questions. For example, he asked, what is the population? I said, Baba, 25 million. Okay, Baba accepted. So in this way, then later on, I found out that it is close to that 25 million. So then he, uh, all question and answer happened, ended. Then Baba announced, okay, today is the day of Cairo Assets, Nitya Sultana. So in that, after that, in afternoon, there was reporting. Any reporting, Baba didn't take any report. So today, his place I will not scold him, not punish him. And <laughs> on 21st uh, October 1990, I took plane from Cairo to Mumbai. Arrived early morning 22nd, and I came out of the bathroom at the Bombay Chagrati. Didian Assets of Nairobi came with a newspaper. And we found out Baba left body. So immediately we both went to the airport, bought a ticket, flew to Calcutta. <coughs> After six days, he has to be cremated. So I was one of the five Dadas who were selected to do the cremation process. So the whole process ended. So what one new thing which I didn't mention in the book, I can say here, that uh, in a secretly, 
I took one small piece of bone of Baba's body, kept in my pocket, thinking that I will keep it with me. Get some attachment with Baba, no? Because I was burning Baba's body, as it was there, I could do anything that time. I was part of the process. So I took it and kept it and kept this in safe here. Inside there is a safe, you know? I kept it in my and then after two days I looked and still I'm not able to find that safe. Where that disappearance is a mystery to me. What is is a mystery. And he was always with me. I was there at that time of Karu sector. So I kept in Karu sector room. It is a mystery to me. So since I was there I, and I was regular in sadhana, I was inspired internally. So I decided I should go see Baba. So in January 66, I went for personal contact. And I got the personal contact and that, that was really inspiring. That's what I said earlier that after the personal contact, no, my whole mental makeup changed and I was always with Baba. And what more I will say during personal contact, after introduction, he asked me my name, my Acharya name, those things. Then he looked at me and said that, uh, he said that you have done some mistake but you have repented it. That's why I will not punish you. But still he pulled my ear, that was just a very softly he pulled it and said that. Then he took some promises, promises he always prompt personal, I cannot say yet. Promises, then I was sticking to the promise, I tried to stick to the promise, what I made to my guru. Yes, I can see. What was your feeling when you were there with him in personal my feeling that uh, I can say completely surrender, I feel that I am meeting with my father, I can say. And so I had a very intimate feeling and whatever he was asking, it's a loving question where coming with love and I was trying to reflect honesty and everything. That was my first posting in 66-67 and it was winter when I went there, I had to go and then, then do, do, should I speak? So from, I didn't know how to go, go though, so I directly took train from Delhi to place the capital of the, that is state in Simla. So all the tickets were bought here and I had to change the train one place, name the station where I had to change is called Kalka. From there I had to change another train which is a narrow gauge train which goes through the hills and that was a beautiful ride I had in the train and finally I reached. And then after I reached I didn't know where to go. I didn't have any address, anything. 
just I, I since I had a big three four blanket because it's a cold place, so I took one coolie reporter who took uh, and asked him take me to the it's called Dharmsala place where the tourists come and can stay. So there was one nice Dharmsala I went and he took me there and I stayed there. You can stay with minimum money. No, it, is, it was not a hotel, just for the tourist to escape. With minimum money, I stayed there for three, four days. I, and there I met one dana, another Rudranan, I remember, first dana. And he guided me what to do, what to do, where to start. I, I am still obliged to him, I guess. Yeah, at that time also, every two months there used to be report. And from Bombay, I, I used to travel to Ranchi. That time Baba was at Ranchi due to problem at Anand Nagar. Baba had to be seated to Ranchi. He was there till 71. So, I used to come for reporting. Then Baba moved to Patna also, there also. RS I used to come report. Then I, I will say it was not only report, it was just meeting with Baba. And Baba, since he, Parampurus, he used to guide and do the work. And it is a satsang, I can say. Satsang, real satsang is a, a company of the Parampurus. So it was real satsang. It was not a any punishment or reporting. Whatever punishment, whatever thing, it was just rectification. I think with me, only one time he was tough. That was my personal experience. Other way, other time he was always very nice and sweet with me. I it was not only so one time what happened there was one worker in my region. Baba called him and his stage came Baba wanted to I felt that Baba will expel him. So in support of the worker I spoke something and Baba became very angry. He he wanted to just uh, treat this worker who was a kind of indiscipline in a strong way. But I I try to prevent Baba in that process. So he become very active, angry with me. And they said that, say that no, then you keep this worker with you. I will not deal with him. So then I got shocked and I will do myself. And then Baba then continue after. Yeah, that was, I can say that was a, my administrative mistake to complain any Margie whom I'm looking after to my supervisory or to my Baba. That was a mistake. But Baba as the administrator had to act on the report of the subordinate. So a situation came, I had to report, uh, ask what are the difficulty you are getting in this. So in that difficulty I said that I am not getting cooperation of this person. So Baba reacted and said, 
expel the act immediately. But General Secretary, Sarvekshran, he was General Secretary. He was clever enough and he managed the boss. That I will take care of it. Her power. Please don't expel. So he managed that. I can see that's why I say it was my administrative mistake. And it was my process of learning, which I didn't mention in the book, this sentence. Oh, yeah. What happened in the same year, Baba organized one meeting. It was 1971. Baba, uh, uh, the worker who came in RDS, he organized one meeting in his house, in his room there. And then he spoke something over and then gave a world program what to do in world program. So he said that to get it implemented this program, I have to be strict in administration. Can you give permission to me? Oh, he asked everyone. And by seeing the nature, I thought, wow, we will start beating or what. So, in my mind, there was a feeling that, wow, certainly you can be strict, strict but be like a potter. When potter hammers the, hammer the pot, which potter builds with the clay, clay pot, with the hammer, and give support from the inside of the pot. So, similarly, please give support when you become a state so that I can continue my life and work And he looked at it, I mean, when it still came, and that was relief and blissful, blissful for me. Yeah, I can say a little bit nervous, but uh, I will say there was a guidance Baba, so I was not worried. I was supposed to fly on 2nd of March 1979 from Kolkata to USA. So on 1st or 2nd, I think 1st of March, Baba was flying from Kolkata to some other town in Bengal for DMC. We all went to Senibal. When at the airport, I wanted to ask some question to Baba. Then I, I, I approached bodyguard and can you ask Baba that I want to ask. So he he just told Baba, Baba sat down, I came close to Baba and Baba's bodyguard told that Baba he want to say something. Baba didn't ask, allow me to say it. But I had a question in my mind, there were three questions in my mind. The first one is that uh, I don't know English so much. How I will adjust it? How I will communicate? Then Baba immediately, without asking this to him, he said, don't worry, we are going. Language is a media of communication. And you know how to communicate. So don't worry. Then second question was in my mind. How I will adjust with the news? 
way of life new culture there so that also we say that don't worry you will adjust i will be there yeah before emergency maybe six months or even year one year the surveillance police looking after on the animals i use the word according to pronunciation something will happen in brief i can say that uh, in in the month of july they have arrested from the school and they took me to the police station at the police station in the night big police officer of the town or of that district came and tried to integrate me and tried to ask questions to me interview and he asked question to me and they were rough in behavior and in a scolding way they were asking <coughs> then uh, then uh, oh, many child the police no ask me what you are teaching that i explained the whole thing in 10 minutes in english everything and that gave a big impression that you oh, are very educated and the next day they were talking he must be phd or that is speaking and it was easy for me to speak english because we talk philosophy in other conversation may be difficult but philosophy was easy for me to speak in english so and that gave impression so then after that whole attitude changed And, uh, and the police head who was there he wanted to learn meditation and i taught him meditation but i didn't teach him the mantra as prescribed acharya sutta because i know he not uh, he just wanted to know the inner thing he will not do meditation so i teach ram ram what to do yeah after baba ji really Bawaj relieved that that was in second of August 1978 he was released, but I was released earlier than that in 77. So after I released, I didn't know what to do, where to go. So then I found a place. It's called Sikh religious place. It's called Gurudwara, and there is a facility. the head of the management committee no was with me in the jail political prisoner he was also a political prisoner so we had a good friendship due to company with him he, he, he allowed to stay in that religious place and then i started following up the place where i was running a school with the police the police gave me the report 
that this school building is sealed by the police. But uh, police, uh, due to some political approach by the opposition party, who were the ruling that time, gave back to the house owner. So, so I created my political pressure and legal pressure to the police. In reply of that, the police in plain clothes in charge of police send the police cadets in plain clothes in plain. Thank you for coming to the interview.